Welcome to Career Practitioner Conversations. This podcast is presented by the National Career Development Association. Hello, everyone. I'm Melissa Venable, NCDA Director of Professional Development, and I am excited to share that this episode is dedicated to the anniversary of NCDA's web magazine, Career Convergence. Your host today is Melanie Reinersman, editor of Career Convergence, and she's joined by several members of her publication's editorial staff. So I thank you all so much for being here today. And Melanie, I will turn it over to you to introduce your team. Thanks, Melissa. Welcome, everyone. It's our pleasure to speak with you today about how to use career convergence in your daily work as a career development professional. I'm Melanie Reinersman. I'm the Career Convergence Editor, and I also serve NCDA as the Website Editor. As you may know, Career Convergence is celebrating its 20th anniversary. NCDA freely offers this monthly web magazine to anyone who wants to increase their skills in providing career development as a practitioner or an educator. I'm happy to say there's over 1,500 articles online. These articles are about 950 words, and they address trends, how-tos, best practices, case examples, overviews of models, training ideas, and related career information. Now, these articles are written for the career professional, not the client or the student, and they fit in one of the magazine's career development departments. So the first is the features, which covers the both broad as well as deeply applicable career development topics, uh, the independent practice department, counselor educators and researchers, K-12, through post-secondary workplaces, which may cover business and industry or agencies, government, areas like that. But also, Career Convergence offers articles um, covering news from NCDA and a tech tip each month. And the tech tip is not an article. It's just a short description of some technology that could help the practitioner or educator work smarter. With me today here on this podcast are three of the volunteers who assist with publishing articles, Mason Murphy, Billy Streiford, and Candina Janecki. Thank you all for being here, and please introduce yourselves. My name is Mason Murphy. I am a field editor with Career Convergence, and I've been with volunteering for Career Convergence for about nine, ten years. Um, I am also a career counselor with Texas State University, and I work in their uh, career services department. Hello, I'm Billy Strifford. I um, have the joy for the past five years, I've served as an associate editor. I began in the workplaces section and currently serve and support the post-secondary. And I am joining you from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I oversee career services and advising. And my name is Kindina Janicki. Dean is much easier, so feel free to keep that in mind. I have been in career services for about 10 years now, starting back with Goodwill Career Solutions. And now I currently work for the Microsoft Software and Systems Academy, where I aid with the professional development portion of their program as it helps transitioning service members transition into the IT world. And I am the newest uh, to this team here as I'm the new associate director for the features section. So thank you for having me, Melanie. Terrific. So let's get right to helping our listeners gain more practical tips from career convergence. So my first question to the panelists is, how can career development professionals use career convergence when working with specific populations? Great question, Melanie, and I'll kick things off. 
Uh, it's a good question because our work is incredibly complex and our core competencies as professionals require us to recognize the special needs of the individuals we support. So whatever constituent group we are a member of, um, there's a call and a sense of urgency, uh, again, just given the increasingly complex needs of those populations. We all have blind spots, bias. Um, there's value in slowing down. What a great opportunity that NCDA creates space for us to understand the lived experiences of others who are different from us, hear about good practices that are theoretically grounded, that are evidence-based, Sometimes we might encounter an emerging or new population. I know I recently, for instance, I just changed positions and found myself suddenly supporting more adult learners. Um, other times, there is an existing population that we're called to serve and support more deeply. So I remember vividly one time I ran into a dean in the hallway who was writing a grant, and I suddenly found myself wanting to really thoroughly conceptualize how to support STEM students. Um, if nothing else, it's validating to learn we aren't the only one who again has an interest, has a commitment to those competencies and, and inclusion, whatever the population is from first generation, students with disabilities, veterans, there is likely an article you can discover in the keyword search or by simply even browsing the archives. There is something for everyone. So if I could kind of um, branching off what Billy's saying there, the career convergence articles often help me build my understanding of working with individuals from all walks of life, areas such as, you know, conversations around social justice or neurodiversity, as was mentioned, um, which is a subject near and dear to my heart, or going even further beyond just how to have the conversations or how to build your helping skills around those areas. There's also the practical application of theory and theories that are out there. I personally, working with military um, on a day-to-day -day basis, have looked into some of the articles that are online about understanding military transition, working with military spouses, applying theories to those elements. And it's not just to the individuals. I just read an article not too long ago on the web magazine, which was the chaos theory of careers during pandemic, and talking about how we navigate the unpredictability, which we all know we're in the forefront of right now. So being able to utilize the web magazine is another resource for me for researching career development models and how to apply those has been vital, especially when I was first starting my career. And as I've worked at developing curriculum and looking at new ways to approach the group that I work with or others that are coming in. And then you can go even deeper because you can get down into bettering your knowledge around the employability skills. So what are the best practices? How are we using AI in job search? What are the best practices in interviewing right now? There's a great article on the website about collaborative interviewing that is done through the web magazine. And then there's even an article that gives you specific guidelines on how to help your, your clients or your students or your participants, in my case, with their LinkedIn profile. So we can get down from the high level theories to the nitty gritty of those employability skills to make sure that we as career professionals and career service providers are on top of what's happening within our industry so that we are giving the best service to those that we're helping. And I, to me, that's the key of what we're doing. And I think most of us are in this field because we love helping others. So to do that, we have to help ourselves. And the web magazine has just been wonderful and a wonderful resource for being able to do that. Billy, I loved what you said about, it's nice to know we're not alone. Yeah. When you read those articles, you're like, oh, 
someone else is is faced with that client population. Let me see what they have to say. So I, I completely agree with that. And um, D- Dina, you absolutely hit the nail on the head when you said um, we have best practices listed in all different areas. So, you know, look through those archives and you're you're going to see those best practices. So yes, it's it's quite evident that um, readers from um, can learn from career convergence to and how to work with a variety of client populations and using all those theoretical orientations. Let me ask um, Mason a slightly different question. Mason, how can career development professionals use career convergence to research and understand knowledge of trends? Well, I think the great thing about career convergence is that career convergence can be used as a tool in conjunction to uh, research tools and platforms that you're already using to research trends, and it can complement your your research and the the finished product that you're trying to uh, create about and learn more about trends. You know, for example, in in if you're researching trends and you're using traditional library databases to search for keywords and key terms, you can utilize career convergence as a secondary source, along with your journals, scholarly journals and articles that you're researching. And you can go into career convergence and you can search by keywords exactly like you would a library research database. So for example, if I am looking and putting in a search term like career assessments, I could, just like I would in a database, I would put career and then assessments or career and assessments or career assessments together. And I could pull up a multitude of articles on different assessment tools that could, that I could look at and read about and learn more about, which will complement the articles I may have found in a library database. That's just one way that I can use career convergence to uh, research trends. Also, Specifically with the tech tips section, Uh, knowing and understanding about technology and the trends, this is an area that's only growing and only for the career development professional. We we need to know and continue to know more about this. And we can capitalize on this specific section by if we have um, ideas or if we want to learn more about a specific uh, tech tool, we could research and find it in career convergence, or if we're, le- we're looking to learn about something new that we want to bring to our uh, career services work, we can find it in the tech tools section. So this is another great avenue um, and another great way career convergence can be maximized. Also, if I am doing a, a traditional lit review and finding what's been done previously so I can arc that forward with future trends, I can look in the entire archives of career convergence and I can go back five and 10 years and look at what was going on trend-wise in the field 10 years ago and use that as a sample set along with things that are happening today and the literature and articles that I'm finding today. Um, Another great way that career convergence can be utilized to look at trends is through the specific sections of career convergence. If I want to drill down and look at what's going on in post-secondary, and if I am writing something very field-specific, I can then look at articles that are specific to that field 
and that industry. And so career convergence can be used in a, a variety of ways that will help you as a reader and a researcher to research um, the trends of today. And you can also learn about what was going on in the past to help complete uh, the research and writing that you're currently doing. Mason, the one word that you use so much that jumped out at me was the word tool. And and absolutely, that, that's a great way to describe career convergence. It's a tool. But I also like how you were referring to the look back. You know, we, we need to do that in, in our um, to, to, to increase our ability to do what we're doing now by looking back to see, well, what was done then and get that history. And with 20 years, <laughs> career convergence has that history that people can use. So, um, and then, and then to add to what you said, um, we offer the feature department um, because it's the first article that's seen on the website or the first article that comes to you in your email if you receive career convergence via email. And the feature department often reflects the current trends in our fields. So I take a look at the hit rates and the recent high hit rates on the topics of artificial intelligence and social justice and values are representing the trends in our field right now. So I, I can see that. And then we go ahead and we share that with our readers and we share it with our potential authors. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. So let me switch to a different note and ask our panelists another question. How can career development professionals use career convergence as a source of ideas for writing course assignments and training classes? That's another great question that speaks to ways we can at any point use career convergence. It's helpful, especially for those of you who are not members of NCDA to think about joining. I appreciate that it's delivered right to our inbox. So you'll know what articles, um, as Melanie just shared, that we have gone out and sourced based on hit rates for previous articles, or as we listen to our constituent groups that we are supporting. So for instance, um, when I was at the annual conference this summer, um, listening to what um, are on the needs, um, the interests, the challenges, again, that we as a professional community of practice are navigating together. Um, so to have it come right to your inbox, um, I know I have used it during staff meetings, and sometimes it's the tech tips. Sometimes it's sharing the entire issue with my team and seeing what they're thinking critically about, just as they conceptualize the presenting concerns of students or, uh, as Dina had shared, just the practical application. Sometimes it even can just reinforce and um, instill that and renew that sense of confidence. Um, equally, I know it. we've had conversations when there's articles about burnout and even just taking care of ourselves as professionals. Um, it sparked inquiry and innovation just about either changing think, conversation. I mean, you can design questions with your staff for training, or if you teach a course, to, to just spark discussion and dialogue. Um, there's great ethical dilemmas. Um, even rethinking how we engage in assessment with the individuals, um, both quantitative and qualitative practices, and validating our own voice as scholars. So for those of us that do teach either an undergraduate or graduate course, or we're students ourselves pursuing an advanced degree, um, that also can, can spark some things that we need to write about or lean in. Because again, we're a professional community of practice and we are better together when we think um, about some of those challenges that we're navigating. I'd have to agree with Billy and kind of 
add on, it kind of goes back to the entire section where Mason was talking about with the research. Uh, the web magazine for me is often a starting point. There might be an article that I hadn't even thought about or a topic that just it's not been on my radar, but it'll come through on the web magazine and I'll go and read that article and it gives me enough interest that now I'm going to branch off that and I'm going to do more research because I'm looking at it and thinking, how could I apply this to my day-to-day? How can I apply this to better my services? Because again, it goes better back to us being the best at what we're providing, whether it be in the educational department or in the independent corporate section where I am. I work in technology or I work with technology every, every day. Don't can't claim to understand it. Let me put that out there right now. Yes, I work as a vendor for for Microsoft, but I don't understand all the tech. I'm not that person. But I can talk to them about their career development and their job development in my portion, but getting the insights because we are like tech in the aspect that we're changing daily too. Career services is changing daily too. What we understand about the people we serve is changing daily as we're going through. And I just think this is a a key element for that research to Mason's point, whether it's a starting point or in addition to what you're already doing, you're getting peer reviewed back to back with other professionals that kind of understand the situation that you're coming from while getting multiple diverse points of view because we're all over the country and international, which I haven't, I don't think we've even mentioned yet that I've I've read some great stuff from our international community and what's happening there. So I, I'm blessed to to work with a career provider that is in the UK and work with one that is also in Australia. And it's been a really great resource for me to help source ideas to ensure that I'm reaching their clientele and their participants the best way, because it may not be the same as it is here in the good old USA. I think also how career convergence can be used specifically in a course for teaching is um, an instructor can assign an article to be read from career convergence, one or two articles for that course, or the instructor can look at articles on a specific topic they would like to include in their course, and they can reach out to that author who wrote that article and maybe provide them with an opportunity to give a presentation on that very content that was talked about in that article. Or it can also, career convergence can be used as a starting point for that course instructor's professional development, where they themselves may want to Uh, draft an article for submission, or they may want to contact somebody who's written an article and may want to submit a um, possible proposal to to a future conference on a topic they both might be interested in. So there's so many different unique ways that career convergence can be used as, as a tool through course instruction. If I could, I'd just like to follow up on Mason's. I think he makes a really good point of the networking aspect. I have been introduced to career service providers that I would never know on a regular basis by reading an article that they wrote or a response to an article that I will then go on LinkedIn and find them and connect and have conversations. And I've been able to build my own community of other professionals just based off articles that I read in the NCDA web magazine. So, 
And one of my favorite stories is from someone who wrote an article on a particular topic that then someone reached out to them and said, hey, we're looking for someone to write on this topic. She got a book contract out of it because she wrote an article. <laughs> so that's that's pretty amazing. So I do have people email me all the time and say, Melanie, I'm trying to get some more information on this and so topic. What do you what do you recommend? And since I've read every single article that's been published in Career Convergence and the disclaimers, I don't necessarily remember all of them, but I, I can easily say, yeah, OK, th this is I, I kind of have an idea of what I'm looking for. And then I can pull it and then I can email them back and say, hey, I recommend this one or this person and, and so forth. And and to piggyback on what you said, Dina, about international um, authors and international topics, anybody that is interested in that, all you have to do is search on the words international connection. And um, that's how I, I tag those articles will come up. So you'll get a whole bunch of articles just on that international piece by using the word international connection. So yes, absolutely. Some, some great ways there. Let me, um, I because we can talk on and on and on about career convergence. I mean, I could tell all kinds of stories and I know you, you all are shaking your heads now. So I know you can too. So let me just conclude the podcast with um, two sharing points. And that is just to summarize, to, to use career convergence, go out to ncda.org or go to careerconvergence.org and search the archives. There are two different ways to search. You can either search um, by department archives. So you go into a particular department like post-secondary or K through 12, and then you search on those archives, or you can search the entire web magazine and just use that homepage search box. And then you want to call these ideas and these practical tips from each issue, maybe as it's published. You know, they're short. They're 950 words. It comes out each month. On the first of the month, you just take a moment to identify what do you most want to learn? What do you most want to remember? And um, pull this out and add it to your toolbox, as Mason would say. Um, this is a free subscription, by the way. Um, anybody can have it. You don't just have to be an NCDA member. So if you are not in our database, you can just go to Career Convergence and click on subscription, put your information in, and then you can get it in your inbox and the first of each month. And then, of course, we're going to invite you to contribute an article. We want your perspective. So start by reading the submission guidelines. Um, all of us here say we aim to accept, not reject. So start writing today. So those are just a few of the ways to apply career convergence to your daily work. And it obviously is going to increase your knowledge and your professional development. But I do have one last point, and that is how do you get more help with career convergence or more information? And that's easy. You can email me um, with your questions. Um, my email is on the editor's webpage um, in Career Convergence. You can also email any of the associate or field editors, such as Mason or Billy or Dina, and their emails are also on that same editor's webpage. And you can discuss ideas with them or send a draft of an article to them. Um, you can also email the article directly. Uh, we mentioned that already. That was an example of to get in, in contact to the author of an article using their bio at the end of each article. Something I don't think we mentioned, and that is um, we encourage people to post questions in the comment sections at the end of each article that you can then um, ask a question there because that information is going to go, if you post a comment, it's going to go directly to me. It's going to go to the associate editor who helped get that article published, and it's going to go to the author. So at least three people are reading those comments. But no, it goes live online. Everybody's reading it, and then they're they're responding. So it makes it kind of interactive as well. 
I also invite anyone who's listening to attend the annual NCDA conference and specifically attend my presentation on the website and web magazine, because I give a lot more details and I'll be happy to answer specific questions there. And also many of the associate editors and field editors attend that session as well. And they're right there to answer questions. Thank you everyone for your interest and support of Career Convergence and NCDA. And we hope to hear from you real soon.